You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your host, Casey Foreman. This is a show discussing what's going on in the world of sports. And you can listen every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, welcome to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your host, as always, Casey Foreman. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode, this week's episode, I should say. A whole lot to talk about in the world of football. What a week of football it was. And honestly, I feel like I, I say that almost every week. Uh, this NFL season has been, uh, I, should, I should say, exciting. Uh, at the least, it, it has been exciting. Uh, definitely has exceeded my expectations up until this point. Again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, With the uh, coming to a close of, of the NBA season and the MLB season coming to a close, here soon with Game 1 of the World Series being yesterday. I am recording this before the game. Uh, however, I am expecting a great matchup before. Uh, between the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays. However, like I said, recording this before Game 1, hopefully we'll talk on that next week if the series is still going on. I think they're planning on playing almost every single day, back-to-back-to-back. Not a whole lot of breaks between games, so we'll see if the series is even still going next week. Not even sure if it will have a chance to be, but no matter, you know, no matter... Uh, what's going on? Like like I've been saying, football football is is seemingly going to be the only thing all our focus is going to be on for the next six six or so months or the next handful of months. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to breaking down you know the NFL season going forward. And again, it's basically going to be the only thing on TV. Uh, so I'm looking forward to you know talking even more football than usual. Uh, but like I said, a packed show today. I, I want to talk about what I. I saw in week six of the NFL. And then at the end of the show, uh, for my final segment, I want to give you guys a a little bit of a recap regarding some of my sports takes, where I was hot, where I was cold. I want to kind of give myself a credibility and uh, kind of a a credibility check, I should say, uh, keep myself in line. That is coming up at the end of the show. Super uh, excited for that segment. Looking forward to that. So stick around until the very end of the podcast today. But like I said, let's start out with week six in the NFL. What a week of football it was. And again, I feel like I've been saying that almost every week. Let's go ahead and start out uh, with arguably the most uh, recent news, most up-to-date news, the the uh, hottest news right now, if you will. And that is, you know, Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys are bad again. They are looking like a sub-500 team yet again after the loss to the Cardinals. Uh, but also, you know, we've been hearing stories you know, uh, regarding this Dallas Cowboy team that, that I want to discuss real quick. We, we've been hearing, honestly, since the DAC injury, not always, but especially since, you know, for in the past week, we've been hearing these these couple of things. Uh, you know, the gap between Andy Dalton and Dak Prescott really isn't that big. Okay, we, we heard that, you know, how big is the gap of Andy Dalton? He took the, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals to the playoffs 
five consecutive years early on in his playoffs. Never quite won a game when he when he got there, but he you know still got that group of guys to the postseason. You know, not necessarily something that's easy to do. Uh, so we, we were hearing, you know, is the gap really that big? If you look at the numbers, they're similar statistical players. We we heard we heard all that in the last week. Uh, we also heard Zeke. You know, Zeke is finally going to be the focal point of the offense. Something that you know should be that should have been taken place. You know, uh, for the last couple of years, some people argue that you know the lack of success comes to the lack of, of touches or attempts for Zeke running the football. So some people say they should be a running football team. Uh, it should rely around Ezekiel Elliott running the football, and Zeke should always be the focal point. But now that Dak is out, he will get a chance to, and hopefully we'll see Dallas start playing a little bit of better football. Uh, you know, and some honestly, some expected a different result because of those things that were being said. Some people truly expected a, a much different result on Monday night. Uh, however, the Cardinals ended up, ended up destroying the Dallas Cowboys 38-10. to And quite frankly, I thought Arizona won a game that they should have won. Yes, Dallas played easily. Yes, Dallas played much worse than I expected. I thought it, they at least would have scored a couple of touchdowns. Maybe, maybe would have been at least a one-score game or two-score game. Uh, I was wrong. And however, that they they get blown out thirty eight to ten, and, and again, I don't think I was all the way wrong though, because because like I said, uh, I, I did not expect the Cowboys to come in and beat the Arizona Cardinals, a team who who is coming off of a loss to to Detroit. Okay, so they're coming off of a loss, uh, a game they arguably should have won, should have played better. I think they are the better team in the matchup of Dallas, a better uh, offense uh, right now with their starting quarterback. Playing guys like DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald topped out, uh, Kenyon Drake. <clears throat> so right now, overall health wise, a better offense, no doubt, a better defense. Uh, and, and you can say D- Dallas has the better weapons overall, yes, but they are without their starting quarterback. Which you know, the quarterback being the most important position in football, they're without theirs. I think that deserves a little bit of slack. Uh, so again, I did not expect the Cowboys to come in and beat this Arizona Cardinal team, arguably at full strength. Uh, again, though, Dallas played worse than I expected. Uh, I definitely expected them to put up a little bit more of a fight. But if you're watching this team, if you're watching this game, you know that they're undisciplined. Okay, you know they are undisciplined every single week, week in and week out. If it's the coaching, if it's you know the front off, I don't know what's the blame. If it's simply the players, either way, they come out undisciplined. Usually, the first half is is the roughest half for the Cowboys. Uh, Penalty-wise, uh, fumble-wise, you know, turnover-wise, usually the first half is the worst half. And, it, it, and you know, it, it was a true tale on Monday night. Zeke has two fumbles. He has five all year. That was truly, you know, a, a, a punch in the gut for them trying to match the offense of Arizona in the first half. Two fumbles basically on back-to-back possessions from Zeke. It's going to be hard to come back from that down your starting quarterback. No matter what, your, your, your head lead guy, the guy, you're, the focal point of your offense is having a terrible game. Fumbles, you know, in, in early on in the game twice. It's going to be hard to win when your focal point, you know, is playing that way. A guy who apparently should have been the focal point all year. 
Either way, you know, Andy Dalton, another factor into the loss for the Cowboys. Andy Dalton getting hammered in the pocket. I was having pressure coming to him all night. The offensive line, which at one point was elite, was said to be the best in the entire league, is now an issue, is now a liability. It is no longer nearly as talented with, with injuries to Tyron Smith, uh, uh, retirement from Travis Frederick. Tre uh, Frederick. Man, this, this O-line is no longer what it used to be, now becoming an issue. Andy Dalton having pressure all night in the pocket, not having the, the time he needs. Again, first week starting for Andy Dalton, first week as the starter. We know we know why he's no longer in Cincinnati. For So for all the people saying the gap isn't that big right now of Dak and Andy Dalton, I think that argument has somewhat been put to bed after that you know, embarrassing game for Andy and the Cowboys on Monday night. Uh, so, uh, but again, I don't know. I don't really know what, what everybody expected coming, coming into this game. The defense has allowed the most points in the NFL. I think around 300, maybe 288 is the exact number, uh, but has allowed almost 300 points up until this point, the fourth most through six weeks in NFL history. So this this defense is looking like almost a historically bad defense. Only ranked 30 I think 26th uh, in, in the league, I think that's a little generous for this team, ha has allowed averaging opponents scoring. So av the average opponent has scored 35 plus points, you know, against Dallas. Again, has led up the most points in the league, fourth most all time. This defense is terrible. The offensive line is getting to be terrible. And they're on their backup quarterback. I'm not sure what everybody expected for Dallas going in, you know, to Monday night. Arizona wins a game. They should have won. Honestly, Dallas has issues on and off the field. However, they already paid everybody. So for me, in, in my point of view, I think for the rest of this season, you know, contending as soon as Dak got hurt, even before Dak got hurt, you could say that was out the window competing for a championship for a Super Bowl. So now the point of the rest of this season for the Cowboys now should be you are testing the players you have, the players you have paid. Who is going to stay long term? Who is not? Who is going to be an asset to move? Who is going to be a, a, a long term? piece for you. That now is the goal of the rest of this season for the Dallas Cowboys, not competing for a championship. You are now figuring out, solving the issues on your roster, on your coaching staff, in your front office, okay? I'm not going to beat a dead horse here. I know I just spent 10, minute, 10 minutes on the Cowboys like I usually do. Let's move on and talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, a team showing to still be the best team in football, the best team in NFL, showing to still be elite. You know, despite dropping one game to the, to, to, to the Raiders, to Vegas, you know, beating the Bills 26 to, to, to 17, showing not only do they have an elite passing game, an elite passing threat with arguably, you know, the best quarterback in in the league, some of the best weapons in the league, they they also have a, a elite, close to elite running game. So apparently Casey has a running game and a passing game now. Pretty scary for the rest of the league. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has 161 yards on Monday night and on 26 carries, I remind you. So 161 yards. They fed him the ball 26 times. They made it They made it a clear effort to run the ball. You know, people, everyone seems to be wanting Mahomes to throw the ball 40 times, score 40, 50 points. <clears throat> 
but that isn't going to preserve your quarterback long-term. And throughout the season, that is not a consistent game plan throughout the season long-term. You can't always rely on your quarterback to do everything for you. Somewhat Seattle-esque, you know, relying on uh, Russell Wilson to do everything everything at times not not necessarily as much this season as prior a perfect a perfect example this season could be Deshaun Watson uh for the for the Texans he is being relied to do everything now they sit at one in five uh, however you know KC is taking a different approach uh, approach now establishing a run game as well as the passing game uh but but again back to the Mahomes throwing 40 times preserving him you know him throwing 40 times a game that isn't always going to win you games, and a, and a perfect example is the shootout with Los Angeles years back. They ended up losing that game despite Mahomes throwing for like six touchdowns. So Mahomes gunslinging all the time does not always, yes, sometimes, most of the time it might translate to victories, but it does not always translate to wins. I'm glad to see Kansas City implementing a, another factor, adding another tool to the tool belt, if you will, adding the run game. And don't forget, they, they are adding, you know, they, they do have the addition of Le'Veon Bell coming, uh, I, I believe next week he, he's set to play. So I think Le'Veon still has ga gas left in the tank. KC is officially a dual threat offense, passing and running the ball. Not a lot of weaknesses, if any, on that team. Yeah, the Chiefs are looking great to go back-to-back -back in the Super Bowl. Uh, the Bills perhaps showing some of their true colors after back-to-back -back losses. Uh, again, though, should be taken into consideration. They lost to two good teams, very good teams, the Titans and the Chiefs. However, Bills dropping two in a row after the 4-0 start, perhaps showing some true colors. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, the Pittsburgh Steelers now 5-0, looking legit. My biggest question for them going into this season was, can Big Ben remain healthy? They were a 9 win football team last year without Big Ben with him 100% healthy yes 5-0 not exactly what I expected you know even better exceeding my expectations for sure uh, but yeah you know Big Ben was my only question going to the going into this season if he's healthy not all a whole lot of questions on this roster they are 5-0 looking legit they made the Browns throw the football and the Browns are proving that their quarterback is arguably their biggest issue on the roster. Pittsburgh made Baker beat them. He did not do so. They win, I think, 38-7 to the final score was. And the Browns only rush for 75 yards in comparison to their average, which is 170 rushing yards per game. So the Pittsburgh Steelers basically you know, cut back on 100 rushing yards for the Cleveland Browns, the best running, uh, the best rushing football team uh, in the league today. They, they hold them to only 75 yards on Sunday. So an impressive effort for Pittsburgh and a somewhat concerning effort for Baker Mayfield and the Browns. But again, showing us what we all kind of thought the Browns and Baker, the, the Baker, I'm sorry, is the Browns biggest issue, biggest concern right now. We know how loaded that roster is on both sides of the football, especially offensively. We know how loaded they are. Uh, again, my only doubt for the Steelers going into this season was Big Ben's uh, health, and he has pretty much put that concern to bed. Uh, if he can remain healthy throughout this season, man, the Steelers might be the biggest challenge to the Chiefs in the AFC. Uh, another team I want to discuss, the Tennessee Titans, also impressing me so far. 5-0 and oh, so far this season. Derek, Derek Henry playing 
like a monster, uh, showing like he showing honestly like he is the best back in the NFL. Two hundred and twelve yards, two touchdowns. Uh, for ten, for him this past weekend against the Texans, uh, the dominant showing the, uh, in overtime, but the 90-yard run that we saw in the game as well. So a dominant showing from Derek and the Titans, showing they are legit, proving me wrong. Quite frankly, I'll, I'll get to that a little later in my last segment in the show. Stick around until then. A little bit of a credibility check for me later on in the show. Uh, the Texans continue to lose games, now 1-5, relying on Deshaun Watson to do everything for them. Not enough. They are now 1-5. You know, Bill O'Brien, yes, he is now gone, but what or what, no, what else, what other issues does this roster have? Atlanta finally gets their first win of the season, beating the Vikings. Uh, you know, beat the Vikings a 1-5 football team, but, you know, give Atlanta their props. They finally win. They score 40 points to, to Minnesota. Minnesota's 23. They hold on to the lead. Finally, something they have not been able to do, you know, over prior seasons. Uh, so they hold on to the lead. They get the win over the one in five Vikings. Uh, but you know, qu- you know, you know, questions come. What are the other issues? Are there other issues in Atlanta? You know, a big reason I think they win that game is because of Kirk Cousins and his three first-half interceptions. Do they still win that game that easily if Kirk plays better in the first half? Not sure. Not sure if they have that lead or hold on to the lead. What other changes are possibly coming for Atlanta, if any? That is the question I have, you know, with them getting rid uh, of, of what's his name, uh, Dan... Um, Dan um, his name Quinn. Uh, man, I'm blanking on that. They just like, oh, Dan O'Quinn. Uh, either way, either way, I'm not sure the coaching was the was the only issue in Atlanta. Blowing blowing leads. Yes, that comes to you know, the d- defensive side of the ball, you know, mentally as well, coaching as well, keeping your team on the ball on topic. Uh, so yes, coaching is a big factor in that. But again, is it the only factor? They're not the guys on the on the field playing. I think the players still have to do with this one in five record. We will see what changes are to come in Atlanta, if any. And finally, we see Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers get smoked. It's about time. Honestly, the uh, after the four and zero start, I was waiting to see the holes in this roster, and finally we see some. T- Tom Brady and in, in the Buccaneers beat the Packers 38 to 10. Uh, the offense was not looking as smooth, simple, and easy flowing as it was in the first four weeks for Green Bay. Tom throws for two touchdowns. One goes to his man Gronk. The Bucks also established the run game: 113 yards, two touchdowns for Ronald Jones. The second, so uh, a good overall game for Tampa Bay. Finally, starting to see, uh, you know, the Tampa that we were hoping to see at the beginning of the season. Hopefully, they are coming into true form. Uh, you know, this offense is, is getting healthy. So, yeah, I, I like what I'm seeing so far from Tampa Bay. And uh, going forward, hopefully they can sustain it. I want to talk more about them in my next segment. Uh, you know, after, after losing to, 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 uh, to Chicago, I think... I think they are finally showing that this is a good football team. And and honestly, like I said last week, this is Tom's first year out of, out of New England. This offense has not been healthy. This team has been undisciplined, showing the true nature at times of this organization. But Tom comes in, zero penalties, uh, zero, yeah, but yeah, zero penalty, penalties against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. They look like the elite, the, the, the superior offense uh, to the full. 
4-0 Packers, showing that the Packers might be more similar to the Packers of last year uh, than, than to the team that won the Super Bowl years, years prior. Uh, so I don't love uh, what I see from what I saw from Green Bay. Kind of folded after the two interceptions from from Aaron Rodgers. Really like what I saw from from Tom and Tampa Bay showing. Hey, dial back those expectations a little bit. It's going to be a long season. It's Tom's first year here. Uh, we're still a really good football team coming into true form. But still, dial it back. We're not going to go undefeated. Go go thirteen and three. You know, so dial it back. We're still a really good football team, taking it game by. Game, uh, so I'm glad glad to see Tampa Bay, uh, you know, coming into true form. And again, I'm glad to see uh, those holes a little bit uh, in Green Bay. Me, obviously, being a, a Cowboy fan, not whatsoever a fan of Green Bay whatsoever. I, I have no problem sharing that publicly. I'm glad to see uh, the the holes and uh, the loss for Green Bay and the Packers. We'll see if they can turn it around. Still, a, a very good football team. I still I still think they win 12 games. Games this year, at least. Um, but still, losing that game, folding after the two interceptions by Aaron, by Aaron Rodgers, a concerning effort for sure, showing perhaps that first-round draft pick uh, of Jordan Love was an issue, but might not be their biggest issue, showing this team is very similar to that team of last year. And finally, we are seeing uh, a new quarterback one in Miami. Tua will now start uh, for, for Miami going forward. He got about two or a handful of minutes at the end of the game versus the Jets. Ryan Fitzpatrick has, has played very well for Miami, I think has has been grooming Tua perfectly, but we've been seeing Joe Burrow play very well. Uh, what Justin Herbert play very well for the Chargers. So, no, I think Miami's saying, hey, those two rookies have come out and kind of translated right away. What about this guy, Tua, who was ranked ahead of those guys prior to the injury? He's at full strength. He's been watching uh, this team play for six weeks now. Six weeks now. I think it's the perfect time to implement Tua into the starting role. I'm excited to see what he can do versus L next week. Okay, that's what I saw in week six of the NFL, guys. A whole lot to break down. Again, with, with uh, basketball coming to a close, the MLB coming to a close here soon, it's going to be football pretty much all the time. And again, I'm looking forward to talking even more football than usual. I want to go ahead and take a quick break. When I come back, a little bit of a credibility check for me, uh, going over you know where I was hot, where I was cold, some of my sports takes so far on this show on GSMC Basketball. So that is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. All right, guys, welcome back. Like I said before the break, I want to now discuss some of my sports takes over the last handful of months, six or so months, uh, go over where I was hot, where I was cold. Because again, I've been doing Dudes Talking Sports in the GSMC Basketball Podcast for quite a while now. If you guys haven't had a chance to check out my work on GSMC, the podcast network over there, go check it out. It's on every uh, platform available, so go check it out. It's called the GSMC Basketball Podcast. I'm every Monday and Thursday. If you're curious for, for basketball news in the off season, go, go check me out over there. But again, I've been doing these podcasts for quite a while now, and I want to go through some of my takes, both good and and bad. I you know I want to keep myself in check. You know, talk about where where I was wrong, and then I kind of want to pat myself on the back a little bit. Talk about where 
I was right, okay? So let's go ahead and start out uh, with a hot take of mine, with, with one of the most recent hot takes of mine, more, more relevant hot takes, I should say, and that is obviously with the Los Angeles Lakers winning the 2019-2020 NBA title. Uh, from the get-go, from my very first episode here on Dudes Talking Sports, I've been saying I thought, I thought the Lakers would win the title. Ultimately, I favored them over the Clippers, despite the Clippers having the depth. Uh, you know, having Lou Will Montrez Harrell coming off of the bench to 20, 20 uh, point a night scores and assists, seven rebounds a night, you know, five assists a night from those guys as well. So despite having all of the depth that they did, adding Marcus Morris, they were like like 11 and 0, 10 and 0 at one point at full strength when they had their entire roster healthy. Despite all of that, despite the preseason odds for the Lakers not to win the title, you know, I still picked them to win because of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, the two of them, the greatness of those two guys, specifically LeBron. And again, that was a hot take. I was correct. The Los Angeles Lakers win the 2019-2020 title. Hot take of mine, the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, however, however, let's go now switch to a cold take of mine. Okay, I did pick the Lakers to win. However, I picked Toronto ultimately to win the East, to win the Eastern Conference. I also picked Boston to win the Eastern Conference over Miami. So I was wrong. I did not expect Miami to beat Boston. I did not expect Miami really to beat Milwaukee, really. Uh, so I was wrong. I did not expect Miami to win the Eastern Conference. My pick was Toronto and Boston over Miami. However, however, like I just said, I picked Toronto or Boston to win the East. That means I did not pick the Milwaukee Bucks to win the Eastern Conference. At one point, you know, everyone, I think the Milwaukee Bucks throughout the entirety of the season were one of the one of the favorites to win the title. I think the preseason odds, maybe the only team to have higher odds were the Clippers. I honestly think I honestly think that the Milwaukee Bucks had the highest odds going into this year's season. Uh, 9 out of 10 confident in saying that. Either way, you know, Milwaukee, number one seed in the NBA, number one seed in the Eastern Conference with the with the back-to-back MVP and Giannis. Everyone was saying they were going to bulldoze through, through the Eastern Conference, through Miami. I, however, was not sold on the roster, sold on Giannis, the game plan. I did not pick Milwaukee to win the East. A hot take of mine, if you will. Uh, as for the NFL... Uh, this, this is no surprise, no secret. I thought Dallas would be a whole lot better. You know, uh, definitely a whole lot better than two and four. Again, I, we thought Dak would be healthy all year. I thought Mike McCarthy would come in and make uh, a bigger uh, change, a, bi- a bigger difference in the team, in the locker room. He seems to be just another puppet for Jerry Jones, quite frankly. A guy who won't challenge him, won't challenge his decisions, his moves. Will, cr- will quite frankly go out there and coach on Sundays and Mondays, and that's about it, and, and, and throughout practice. But as far as the big moves, the big decisions, it seems like Jerry picked the guy that won't really uh, bark back all that much, and it seems like the, the Dallas Cowboys players agree, coming out and saying uh, the coaches don't seem motivated they aren't motivating us they don't seem to be quote too good at their jobs 
We've been a quote came out today or yesterday saying uh, unnamed Dallas Cowboy players saying some of the coaches quote don't seem to be good at their jobs. That is not what you want to be hearing uh, from players about your coaching staff. That would not be flying. I think in places like Pittsburgh, uh, New England, uh, Seattle, if you will, Baltimore. I don't think that would be flying in organizations like that because the coach has a bigger role. Uh, however, in Dallas, Mike McCarthy may be somewhat of a puppet man for Jerry Jones. Just like what we've seen in prior years, again, a cold take of mine. I thought the Dallas Cowboys would be a whole lot better than two and four. I thought they would win the division. They still might win the, win the division at, at, with a with a what subpar a negative record. <sighs> absolutely terrible. The NFC East is absolutely terrible. A cold take of mine, though. I thought Dallas would be a whole lot better. Uh, however, a hot take of mine, let, let's go and look at the positive side of things, right? I thought Josh Allen and the Bills would win the division uh, for the first time in how many years? The, the, how many years the Patriots have, have had that division owned and locked up? However, I predicted, predicted at the beginning of the year, Josh Allen and the Bills would finally be on top. Uh, win the first division uh, for the win the division for the first time, and again, who knows how many years? For how many years the, the Patriots? I think ten. How many years have the Patriots been locking up their division? But however, at the beginning of the year, I predicted for the Bills to have a better record. I think I predicted them to be ten, six, eleven, and five around that ballpark. Uh, either way, I think that is somewhat of a hot take of mine right now. They are leading the division on track to do so. Despite the two back-to-back -back losses to the Titans, to the Chiefs, I am confident in the Bills' capability to win the division. A hot take of mine. <clears throat> also, I, this is kind of an easy one here. Kind of a, uh, a underhand and attaboy, if you will. Uh, but I said the Chiefs would have the best uh, best chance of winning the Super Bowl. They are 5-1, and one, looking great, looking like they will go back-to-back -back as of now, looking like the road to the Super Bowl goes through Kansas City. Again, I said that at the very beginning of the season, but again, kind of who wasn't saying that? Some people were higher on Baltimore than they were on them. Maybe some people thought they weren't, wouldn't be as good in back-to-back -back years. I, however, coming into the season said they would be, uh, they, they had the best chances of repeating, of winning the Super Bowl. They are now 5-1, and one, adding Le'Veon Bell. They, ha they have a pass and a run game, a dual threat offense, can do it on both sides of the ball. They are looking like Again, they're looking like the best team in the NFL. A hot take of mine. Again, though, somewhat of an attaboy for me there. Another hot take of mine. Oh, three in a row here. I'm, oh, we're staying hot. Three in a row. Another hot take of mine. Uh, this, in fact, was and is a big year and a telling year for Baker Mayfield. And so far, it has been a sub par year. I said this is the year he proves he's the franchise guy with all the weapons they have around him. Jarvis, Odell, the, the, the running backs, the multitude of running backs that is around him. He's being protected. So, so, not a whole lot of, of issues here besides Baker. Uh, you know, not a whole lot of pe uh, places to point your finger. Well, this is going wrong. Well, this is going wrong. You got a new head coach, yes, but he seems to be the right hire. You have the right pieces around you. Your defense is capable. You have great running backs. What's the issue here? A, a big year and telling year for Baker Mayfield, as I said, going into it in a subpar year, as I 
predicted. Uh, a cold take of mine, though, not always hot am I. You know, I was not sold on Joe Burrow coming into the year. I did think he should have been the number one pick coming into the year, but I was not sold. I didn't. I did not think he was way, you know, miles ahead of of Tua of Justin Herbert. I thought he was perhaps better than Justin Herbert. I I, I did not think. I we'll see with Tua coming, you know, being implemented back into the starting lineup this next week. We'll see, quite frankly, how how that matchup is looking like. But I was not sold on Joe Burrow going into this season. However, he has proved me wrong. Has played very well in pretty much every game so far for Cincinnati. Has made a whole lot of Cincinnati's games close. Which again, if you if you look at that roster, is not easy to, easy to do. It's because of Joe Burrow, what he's been doing for them at the quarterback position. I was wrong. I am now sold. I think Cincinnati has their quarterback for the future. Now they have to build around him, protect him. I think when he played Baltimore not too long ago, seven sacks, six or seven sacks. They got to do a better job at protecting their franchise guy. However, a cold take of mine, not being sold on Joe Burrow. Cincinnati has their guy. Man, Another cold to take of mine. We're going three in a row cold after going three in a row hot. However, I did not think, you know, deserving so, I did not think the Tennessee Titans would be this good as dominant. I think last year, I thought last year they kind of hit a ceiling. You know, the dominant showing we saw from them in the postseason, in the regular season. Uh, however, they're, they're looking even better. They don't seem to have hit a ceiling. They are 5-0, and somewhat proving me wrong. A cold take of mine saying the Tennessee Titans hit their ceiling will take a step back this year as of now at least yes that is a cold take now my final cold take of this segment final cold take and then we'll, we'll finish up with some hot takes of my end up with, with the good not the bad uh, but again I did not see Chicago being this Good. After the trade of Nick Foles, I said, what are you doing giving up a pick for Nick Foles? A guy, yes, a, a, a capable quarterback for sure, but a, a, a pick, you know, you're, you're giving up a, was it a fourth rounder or a sixth rounder they gave up for him? Either way, you're giving up a pick for Nick Foles. After what we saw in Jacksonville, I did not think that was a smart move. I was wrong. However, we now see the Chicago Bears being at 5-1, and one, you know, especially because of the move of, of Nick Foles into the starting position over Mitchell Trubisky. I did not see that coming, especially because of the questions at that quarterback position. Uh, who's the starter? Uh, Trubisky, Foles, are they, are they going to go week by week? I thought that would have a bigger impact on the locker room. It has not. They were 5-1, and one, proving me wrong, sh- you know, showing me, proving me that that was a cold take. I think I had them at like nine and seven, seven and nine going in. So yes, a cold take for me. I was wrong on the Chicago Bears. Uh, however, a hot take for me. I knew the Packers needed something more than a quarterback with that first round pick. However, they draft Jordan Love despite being blown out by the San Francisco 49ers. They fold in that game to the 49ers in, in the NFC title game after you know they after San Francisco throws a punch. They fold. They get blown out. We saw a similar thing. Uh, against Tampa Bay on Sunday, uh, they fold after Tom and Tom starts scoring. What he scores 21 to, uh, 21 points to Green Bay's nothing. Tampa Bay's defense starts coming at Aaron Rodgers, proving they did need some more help on that O line. Perhaps they did need another offensive weapon, maybe another piece on the defensive end, not another first round pick on a quarterback. Uh, so maybe proving this 
Tampa, or sorry, this Packer team starting to look more like last year's 13 and three team that got blown out in the NFC title game than any Super Bowl contending team they had years prior. Again, they should, I think, honestly, they should have used that first round pick on something else, proving uh, here with the blowout here. But again, I think the biggest thing here with 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 the loss, you know, for Green Bay was Aaron Rodgers, his two interceptions. The team simply. Again, seemed to fold after after those two turnovers were, were were not themselves. Tampa Bay, you know, turned it up a notch defensively, kept attacking him. Aaron knew they were coming at him, didn't have anything to do about it. Tampa Bay dominates what thirty eight to ten, I believe. So so yes, a hot take of mine. I believe the the, the Packers. Looking similar to last year's uh, team, 13-3 and team, which got blown out in the NFC title game. Not not uh, sold on this being a Super Bowl contending team. And then finally, finally, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are 4-2. and two. They've had some bad moments. They've had some very good moments going into the year. I've said this is going to be a very good football team. But, you know, pump the brakes. I think I, I predicted 10-6 and six realistically. I think that's a very realis- realistic option for them going forward. No 13 and 3, 14 and 2 powerhouse, despite having all the weapons they have. You know, Tom's first year here, some bad some bad moments, some good moments. Overall, though, a very good football team. I think overall I was right on on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, guys, so a little bit of a credibility check for me. Hopefully, you know, those of you who have been listening here to me here at Dudes Talking Sports agree with everything. And I, I love to know what you guys think, though. Go on Anchor, leave me a voice message. Go on whatever platform you're listening on. Leave me a comment or review on whatever you guys think of today's episode or of the podcast in general. That is going to be it for Dudes Talking Sports. Thank you all for the continued support. Again, with, with the NBA season coming to a close, the MLB season coming to an end. Not that I talk much MLB anyway. Uh, hopefully I can next week. I'll, I'll try to give you guys a recap if this if this series is already over. If not, we'll definitely talk some baseball next week with, with the World Series going on starting last night. Again, I'm recording this before the game is on Tuesday. Either way, with those two uh, uh, sports coming to a close, it's going to be a whole lot of football here on Dudes Talking Sports. We'll still have the occasional baseball, uh, basketball, perhaps hockey, uh, whatever, or the occasional story sneaking in MMA if there's a fight or something, right? But for the most part, guys, going forward, it's going to be all football all the time, and I am looking forward to it. Again, thank you for the continued support. I'll see you guys next Wednesday.